Agencies received mixed scores on the latest Federal IT Acquisition Reform Act, or FITARA, scorecard, with five agencies posting higher scores, made another five posting lower scores. But a new IT management maturity model from the American Council for Technology and the Industry Advisory Council gives agencies a roadmap for how to improve their FITARA scores. Two of the model's authors, ACT-IAC project lead Suzanne Kamara and Stu Hammer, chairman of the IT Management and Modernization Community of Interest, spoke with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman about their work on the model. The first voice you'll hear is Kamara describing some of the updates to the roadmap. The biggest one that will probably stand out to people is cybersecurity was sort of woven throughout the five categories within the model. And meeting with our agency sponsor, USDA, and sort of discussions with other folks in the industry, we made a decision to remove that from being woven within and making it its own standalone category. And that was really just to highlight the importance of cybersecurity going on right now. You know, we continue to see that be a big area of focus for agencies and, you know, some are struggling more than others with it, but it really is a pretty critical part of IT modernization as well as management. So you can't really be managing your IT properly without making sure you're addressing cybersecurity. So for me, I think that's sort of the biggest change. We also made some updates to make sure that we were incorporating some of the new legislation that's out there. So, you know, we have the MGT Act that came out. We also have the Megabyte Act and things like that. So looking at both sort of how IT is being funded strategically through MGT Act, as well as software licensing and making sure that that's a priority for the agencies. And I would just say the final one to highlight would be around the IT workforce. Suzette Kent, you know, recently talked about the IT workforce and, you know, with artificial intelligence and RPA and things like that, sort of how the workforce and the skill set needs to change. So it's definitely a theme that we're seeing more and more in IT. And so making sure that agencies are considering that in their IT management, not just about the technology and the process, but also the people that are doing those things. I think both of you have pointed out that for different agencies, the path to modernization looks different, whether they're small agencies or large federated agencies. And so the question I have for the both of you is, how does this maturity model that ACT-IAC has put out, how does that apply to everyone? How does it apply to those large and those small agencies? So we have the six categories that will help drive, you know, the core functions, helping them through governance, through budgeting, acquisition, workforce, program management, and cyber. And whether you're a small agency or a large complex agency like, a, say, a DHS, you can use this model to really provide the ability to assess and to look at key capabilities, your operations, both from an O&M perspective and a DME perspective on the budget side, and then how you govern it and drive that forward. As agencies have this modernization, MGT is kind of forcing that function it really helps to drive a consistent approach around modernization for that agency, whether it's moving to cloud, improving the security, or just generally doing incremental modernization across all the FATARA categories. And I think our maturity model with the categories, the attributes, and traits help really give the agencies a tool and a framework that they can use to assess and to uh, really consistently help drive and, and manage it. A big takeaway that I saw from my reading of this maturity model seems to be making sure that chief information officers have the authorities that they need 
specifically that they have a direct line to the agency secretary or the deputy secretary. And because USDA did play a big role in this, I believe they were one of the agencies that did get docked points in the latest Futara scorecard specifically because their CIO didn't have a, a direct line to the secretary. The question I have there is, how are things going along that way? Because it seems that in the private sector, CIOs generally have that kind of authority. They kind of have the ear of the right people. If you could speak to just perhaps the importance of CIOs having that direct line. This was actually something our FATAR project group talked a lot about this topic. I think that it's important that the CIO have the resources and the authority that he or she need to make the impact that they need to be able to have in IT. And, you know, I think that the direct line to the secretary um, is is one way to do that. I also think that over the last few years since FATAR has been implemented, you've also seen a greater relationship between the CIO and the CFO or the CIO and the CPO um, and, and building some of those other relationships that I also think are pretty fundamental to being successful. You know, I, I know that for the scorecard and from the congressional committee, that direct line is, is critical, and I don't disagree with that. I also think that there are sort of some other pieces and other relationships that can help the CIO be successful. Um, and I think it also gets back to sort of what we've talked about with large agencies versus small agencies. So I think in a larger agency, potentially a more federated agency, that direct line might be a different value than in a smaller agency. I think every agency might have a different opinion, and that's sort of why our group internally, we did have a lot of discussion about that reporting structure and the value of it and other ways to help make sure the CIO had the right resources and authority and things like that, that even if they were reporting to the head of the agency, maybe the head of the agency had a lot of other stuff on their plate, you know, so how do you make sure you get heard at that level as well? Earlier in the conversation, we had spoken about the Technology Modernization Fund and how things are going there. The way next year's spending bill is going, it looks like members of Congress would give the fund $35 million, and that's well short of, I believe, the $150 million in the president's budget request for the TMF fund. How generally is the TMF going? You know, Does it need a higher level of funding in order to stay viable? Federal CIO Suzette Kent during this recent hearing did say that limited funds means limited scope of projects, but I just want to get your thoughts there. One of the key things, and I've been working in modernization in the government for a long time, that I've seen as a key difference now is, and I mentioned this earlier, is modernization is becoming a forcing function, a conversation not just at the CIO level, but at the, the functional level. And the fund has opened the door for that conversation, and we hope that it will continue to drive because obviously you need the money to push it forward. But agencies are also doing this uh, using the fund incrementally, and some of the agencies are coining the term micro-modernization. So I can do what I can do, you know, with this funding, but I still have to modernize, and I still have to push it forward. There seems to be a big emphasis in this maturity model on workforce planning for the future, the idea of the CIO and the chief human capital officer working together on things like hiring, things like retention. The question I have for the both of you is... What are some of the key skills going forward, whether it's the next five years, the next 10 years? What are those key skills that the workforce of the future is going to need to help keep this modernization push going forward? I think that what is critical, and this is not uncommon, is the core skills around cyber, core skills around cloud, 
And then from a workforce perspective, besides the security and the cloud aspects, but a strong program and project management that can drive and understand and fill the gaps to appropriately drive these programs forward. You know, we're seeing this consistently, I think, across a lot of agencies that these are hard skills to find. They're hard skills to find in commercial agencies, but they're critical for government agencies to be able to uh, drive their agenda forward. That's Stu Hammer, chairman of ACT-IAC's IT Management and Modernization Community of Interest, along with ACT-IAC project lead Suzanne Kamara, talking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. You can hear this interview anytime by subscribing to The Federal Drive on Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.